Hi, Praise Community Church. The Bible says this is the day that the Lord has made to let us rejoice and be glad in it. And that is a choice that you and I can make today. And so I hope you'll just choose to rejoice and be glad in this day, uh, this gift that God has given to you and I. Well, I want to just kind of start off. Uh, I'm sure many of you probably heard maybe over this past weekend that uh, President Trump had extended the social distancing guidelines, which have kind of brought us to where we are currently in shutdown of church and business and all the things that have happened as a result of that. And he has now extended that through the month of April. And I believe our governor is probably going to follow suit with that. And what that means for us is that we are probably going to have to continue all of these social distancing guidelines through the month of April, which means we're a whole month again without being able to meet together. And unfortunately, that is going to include Easter Sunday. Someone had recently told me that uh, in the history of the United States that this would be the first time in the history of America that the churches have been shut down over Easter. So it really kind of just again reflects the seriousness of the times um, that we are in. But we're going to continue to try to bring you these videotaped messages, again, just as a way to keep you informed, a way to just kind of encourage you, and hopefully the small group leaders will continue to contact you, and if you have any needs, feel free to reach out to them. Uh, they'll communicate that to us, and so we just want, again, just keep that connection, keep that fellowship uh, going amongst our congregation. I want to just say thank you to all of you who have either given uh, your tithes, your offerings uh, online, or you have mailed them into the church, or you've dropped them by in the mail slot. Uh, many of you have sent in uh, your tithes, your offerings, and we so appreciate that. Even though we're not meeting and we don't have all of the expenses we normally would in meeting together weekly, we still do have uh, bills to pay, uh, salaries for the staff. And so again, we greatly appreciate your faithfulness to God in continuing to give and to support uh, the work of his kingdom here through Praise Community Church. And we just want to encourage you uh, to please keep uh, those tithes, those offerings uh, coming. And again, we really appreciate your faithfulness uh, to God in that. I just want to encourage you um, again as this uh, goes on and we're looking at again at another month of social uh, distancing. I think Governor Reynolds said uh, in her press conference recently that the reality is is that the end is not in sight. And not only is that uh, difficult and disheartening for a lot of us to hear, but I know that's really difficult for a lot of our businesses uh, here in town to hear as many of them have been shut down or they've really had to limit the way that they can do their business. And so I just want to encourage you, if there's any way that you can get out there and just continue to support local businesses so that they'll be here when this is all over with, I know that they would greatly, greatly appreciate that. And again, uh, just, you know, continue to love your neighbor. And again, one of the ways that we can love our neighbor is really by abiding by these guidelines. Again, just limiting your interaction 
uh, with people, maintaining a safe distance when you are in public, and just all of the things, washing your hands, all the things that you've kind of heard to help minimize this. Again, this is one of the ways that we can really love our neighbor. And I would also just encourage you to just be open, be aware, be looking for just any and all opportunities uh, to just express acts of kindness uh, towards other people as we're going through this. Just words of encouragement. Maybe it's just sending cards to people, phone calls. There's just a lot of ways that we can continue to reach out uh, to care and to love uh, people during this difficult time. This morning I was kind of reading in the book of Acts and I came to chapter 8 and I kind of began reading there in verse 1 and it said this and it said a great wave of persecution began that day and that was uh, following uh, Stephen's uh, very powerful testimony to the Jewish leaders uh, as, as he kind of you know just gave them a history of uh, the Old Testament and then uh, said some things that really kind of got them riled up and they ended up uh, killing him and, and after the stoning of Stephen then Acts 1.8, it, it opens up and says, you know, a great wave of persecution began that day, sweeping over the church in Jerusalem, and all the believers except the apostles were scattered through the regions of Judea and Samaria. Saul was going everywhere to destroy the church. He went from house to house, dragging out both men and women to throw them in prison. Now, as I'm reading this, and I kind of just stop there, and again, if you're reading this, and you were just to stop there, you would be tempted to kind of think, OMG, where is God? I mean, what is God doing? Why is God allowing this? Well, does, doesn't God care? Is God punishing us? I mean, that, we would be tempted to kind of think that if we just stopped the story there. But thankfully, we know the story doesn't end there. And what we discover as we continue reading the story is that God is very much aware of what has happened, what's taking place there with the churches. And God has this plan, and this plan just continues to unfold of how he's going to take this persecution of the church there in Jerusalem. And he is going to use it, and he is going to turn it as a way to use it for his good, for his plans and his purposes to be accomplished. Because you just find a couple of verses later. Now, now listen to this, because this is so encouraging. And again, it tells you what God was, um, was up to. In verse 4, it says, but the believers who were scattered, and that's when, you know, the church came under persecution. It says the believers were scattered. They, they went to other places. And there in verse 4, it says, the believers who were scattered preached the good news about Jesus wherever they went. And then verse 5, he says, Philip, for example, went to the city of Samaria and told the people there about the Messiah. Crowds, not just a few people, crowds listened intently to Philip because they were eager to hear his message and to see the miraculous signs he did. Many evil spirits were cast out, screaming as they left their victims, and many who had been paralyzed or lame were healed. So there was great 
joy in that city. Do you hear that? There was great joy in that city. As a matter of fact, there was so much joy in that city that news gets back to um, Peter and I think it's John gets back to them there in Jerusalem of the things that are happening there in Samaria. And they go down to see for themselves what God is doing. And as they're there seeing everything that God is doing, they begin to lay hands on people and they begin to uh, receive and are filled with the Holy Spirit. I mean, look at what God did with that persecution of the church there um, in Jerusalem. He brought great joy to the city of Samaria. Then you go over into verse 26 there in chapter 8. And then Philip, you know, he, he, he goes from Samaria and he goes on to Gaza. And there he encounters a eunuch who's riding in a chariot. He had just come from Jerusalem worshiping, and as he's riding in the chariot, it says he's reading aloud from the scroll of the prophet Isaiah. And what he's reading, he doesn't understand, or he doesn't know who it's in reference to. And so Philip kind of comes along, he hears him reading, and he joins the eunuch there. And the eunuch begins to ask him, as he's reading from Isaiah, who is this about? And Philip is then able to tell him that this is a prophecy regarding uh, Jesus Christ. And he begins to share the good news of the gospel. And the eunuch gets saved and is baptized. And again, um, we see what God does with this persecution of the church uh, in Jerusalem. And again, as we kind of hear all of the news that's kind of coming out uh, with the uh, coronavirus, if the story uh, of the coronavirus was the end of the story, we would have every reason to despair, to be fearful, to be filled with dread, with anxiety. But like Acts chapter 8, verses 1 there in the beginning of, of Acts 8, this is not the end of the story. The story, God's story regarding this virus and our lives is still being written. The coronavirus is just a blip in the bigger, greater storyline. So how does it end? When does it end? We don't know. But one thing we do know, Romans 8, 28, that God causes all things, and this would include the coronavirus, God causes all things to work together for good. Now here's the qualifier, to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Again, just like Acts chapter 8 there in the beginning, good will come from this especially to those who love God, to those of us who are walking and living according to uh, his purpose and his plans. I mean, just look around you. Good things are already coming from this. I mean, abortions are not being performed. They've been deemed as non-essential. So right now, we pretty much have shut down the abortion industry in this country. 
Las Vegas, otherwise known as Sin City, it has been completely shut down. Hollywood has been shut down. It has been silenced. There are good things coming from this. God is doing good things. So I just want to encourage you this morning. Maybe you're watching this and you've lost your job. And you kind of think this is the end of your story. It's not. It's just part of the storyline of what God is going to do to bring good, to be able to bless you, and to bring great joy to your story. So never give up. Never lose hope. No matter what happens in the story of your life, where you are in the story of life, because God is at work. He always has been, he always will be, to bring forth his goodness. In the beginning, God, Genesis 1-1. In the beginning, God created. It began a story. And it is a story that continues to unfold it is a story that continues to be written, and it is a story that leaves behind it a trail of God's goodness to us. So I just want to encourage you, uh, no matter what you're seeing in the headlines regarding this virus, I want you to remember it's not over. The story is still being written. God is still at work committed to doing his good thing in and through all of this. Let's pray. Father, we just again thank you for that promise that, Lord, you are committed to bringing good. You're committed to bringing blessings from all things. And, Father, we thank you, Lord, that that promise is especially for those of us that love you, those of us that are walking and called according to your plans and your purposes. And Father, we pray that you would just give us the peace that passes understanding, that you would anchor our hearts and our minds in that truth of Romans 8.28, as well as all of the other many and precious promises that you've given to us. And we thank you for that promise that says you'll never leave us nor forsake us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.